0: You're listening
1: to the Pitch Stack Podcast. All right, welcome to the Pitch Stack Podcast episode. 20. We did it. We made it. We are at episode 20. Matt, how are you doing today? And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And the
2: congratulations to you, too. Episode 20 is pretty, uh, pretty grand accomplishment. I mean, how many podcasts on a very specific subject matter can say that they've made it to episode 20?
1: Right. And then, how many times do you, like, one of your friends tells you they're starting a podcast and then they, like, get to two episodes and then it just never happens again? Looks in the other direction. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at us now. Look at us now. Absolutely. 20 whole episodes. Uh, so I'm excited. And uh, thank, thank you all for listening. Thanks. keeping it alive. Keeping the dream alive. Um, unlike stubby hammers, which I think is our uh, obviously the biggest piece of news of this week S- is see ya. We got an emergency flesh and blood ban. James White ran down the mountain himself, um, with the stone tablet with the stone tablet saying ban stubby hammers. And I thought for sure... circled around
2: the golden hammers
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the um. I don't know. So it's it's interesting to me because I think we may have brought up stubbies last week when we were talking about something getting hit in five, but by yeah. no means was it a focal point of our no. conversation.
2: It's funny because like we, I, I I didn't I didn't really um, hammer home the point of stubby <laughs> hammers being like an obscene like piece of equipment at least in that deck, but we were r- really mostly focused on like. Belittle because of its just widespread use and its ability, its very unique effect in specific decks like Shane uh, and Fi. You know, and I thought that perhaps getting rid of something that allows more consistency and, you know, less diversity in deck construction was a better call. But after having played several more matches against Phi and after having the calling Utrecht results come out, and Stubby Hammers being just this, you know, massive presence and dominating equipment in that deck, it was very clear that
1: this equipment was just out of control. Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting too, right? So this was in OTK Combo Fi, uh, which was very aggressive deck and I mean stubbies when all said and done ended up causing an additional seven to eight damage on the kill turn which is crazy to think about right you're just turn where you drop seven cards um and so I think if I'm LSS that becomes the easiest thing to hit uh without like maybe affecting more of the metagame than they planned for sure and um I don't know. So one of the things I think is interesting is there seems to be two majorly negative reactions um, to there's a lot of positive reactions. Don't get me wrong, but I want to address the two reasons that people are complaining first. Um, The first is that you could actually play combo fi um, with very little money and equipment like the default equipment set was uh, Mask of the Pouncing links. Uh, which is about three or four dollars. Uh, Blossom of Spring, which is a buck or two if you didn't already have one from the Reinar Dory set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stubby Hammers, which is Draft Chaff, and then Dragon Scalers or Tide Flippers, actually. In or Tide Flippers, cases. yeah. So I, I see both. people, yeah, are, sideboard, but yeah, yeah, people are upset. Uh, because it, there was a tier one deck that was really cheap, uh, which mm-hmm. I get, I think that's cool. Um, Obviously, not everyone wants to go and shell out for a Shuko now, which is obviously the the best case. Um, yeah, true. But you know, you want to play a tier one deck. You got to you got to get some legendaries. That's just how this game is. That's how it works. But
2: um, I don't necessarily think that that's like. Um, I mean, it, it's definitely uh, something a point of contention to discuss about this whole banning. But I think that. Overall, just looking at gameplay, not, like, the outside meta or, you know, new player accessibility, the effect that Shuko has is nowhere near, at least in that version of the deck, nowhere near as good as, like, Stubby Hammer. It's like, sure, sure, Shuko will give you one extra damage on one of your attacks, and also it blocks for two uh, yeah. instead of zero, so that's not nothing.
1: Yeah, it does give you uh, significantly more health. Mm hmm. So, you know, and the deck still did have
2: some more expensive pieces. You had to acquire like three Art of and that would have ran you about 150 bucks, more or less. Yeah. And uh, not to mention sideboard equipment, sideboard cards if you wanted to deal with the the rest of the meta and equipment as well, since Prism technically is still legal. You might actually need a, or want this Tiger Stripes to go in your sideboard. You might also want three erased faces. Three command and conquerors. So you know, those you definitely are your... want erased faces. Yeah. Um or even a flame faces scale furnace killer. if you felt like blocking very well, you know, effectively, efficiently. Um, not really that version of that deck wants to play that for sure, but something to consider. But yeah, I yeah. agree. The, the deck could have been played on a much on a pretty small budget with uh, with the equipment loadout that most people have been playing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um the deck is very very good. I built it, I've been playing it and testing it and even without stubbies it's still a very powerful deck. Um it's it's interesting. I it's not as versatile as I feel like Briar is, but the playstyle is very similar. Uh Yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting. It's a very fast deck. It uh, it's very cool. I do think it has a terrible, terrible, terrible. Like the deck can't block, right? That is the that's the weakness. Like uh, there's cards like Soulbead Strike and Flying Kick that aren't being put in there to be played. They're just being put in there to have a blue that blocks for three, um, yeah. which is huge. Like that's that's very telling. And the deck can't block at all. So it has a miserable, absolutely miserable guardian matchup. Um, I got to imagine it's got a pretty terrible Lexi matchup too. It does. I mean, it gets, it gets, it's okay. It's not terrible how it gets by Lexi. Um, but it is, it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah. I think it might, you know, Lexi requires a little
2: bit more of a setup. Mm-hmm. Uh guardian usually is going to have some kind of threatening uh, on hit pretty early, and, and that's. I, the I mean, I've, I've seen the yeah, I've seen the deck go off like as early as two turn two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I, I effectively lost the match turn two. I didn't lose until three turns later, but I effectively, I was playing on Armory last week Thursday, and uh, I was playing Viserai They were on five, and on turn two, my opponent. Uh, cracks his, he goes Artivore, then plays another Artivore, both effects are getting plus one and drawing cards, and then he cracks his uh, spring, uh, you know, his uh, chest piece that gives him resource, and then Stubby Hammers, and I'm like, okay, it's blocking time. Uh, and I managed to go from 36 life down to 9 life in that single yeah. turn. I survived. That's crazy. Uh, with my equipment and my my blocks, but it was, uh, it was need, needless to say, it was very difficult
3: to catch up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah, the deck does go off, right? It's, it's interesting. I, it does have a miserable Guardian matchup because of crush effects. Crush effects absolutely destroy it, um, which is interesting. Like, you get off a Spinal Crush, the deck's dead. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, at the very least, they're skipping a turn for sure. Uh, so this current build of Bravo that I've been seeing eats the deck alive. Um, Oldham kind of eats the deck alive. Oldham's a little too slow for this current format, I think. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels like Oldham's not doing enough.
3: Yeah. Like, he
2: can sit there and block a lot, but like, you know, he's like, here's
1: an attack for eight in one frostbite. It's like, okay. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard to win a game just sending in like frosty hammer for four every time, and I don't know, I don't like Oldham right now, and I, one of the reasons I bring up Guardians being so good in the meta is because along with this change to Fi, we have also been given the great revelation that Prism is only two points away from becoming a living legend. I mean,
3: she, she's so damn close. It's like she stopped
2: right at the finish line, sat down, and took a lunch break.
1: Yeah. I mean, as we're recording this, we are exactly four weeks away from the next uh, Living Legend status report. Hmm.
2: Any chance you'll get any points by, from
1: now to then? Are there any uh, OP events? So there are a couple Battle Hardens uh, that need to be won. And then there is the... Uh, there's one other event, and I don't remember what it was. Um, And I really wish I knew what it was off the top of my head right now. But... There's a handful of battle battle hardens that are happening. Um, okay, that's what it is. Okay, so there are there are three separate events that could cause uh, prism to living legends. So the first is battle hardened Portland. Oh yeah, um, located in the wonderful Embassy Suites of Portland. In uh, <laughs> the format we could, is oh the classic constructed format. Okay. Yes, it is CC. Uh, CC at the embassy suites. Well, that's um, a small, that's a pretty small event. Yeah, right? Oh, I, uh, yeah. that is a really oh, small yeah.
2: event. Oh no, hold up. Okay. I I misunderstood. Cause I was reading, uh, it's a 32 player cap. On oh, super, you saw like the, the
1: associated armory. Yeah. It's two twenty yeah. is the player cap. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's pretty big. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. So we could have that happen there. Then the calling Singapore. Happens August 20th and 21st. Um so what's interesting is this is a uh this is a hybrid oh, okay of draft I like those. and Classic Constructed, but because the top eight is classic constructed, Prism can still get living legend points here. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh and then the final way that Prism could get living legend points this month is uh ProTor Lily Lele. Lyle, oh, I forgot that was this month. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so we got everybody. You definitely have to watch that coverage. Looking forward to that. Right. I actually, I wonder if they're going to have like, um, I I do wonder if like Flake will be doing coverage for this, or if they're just going to get like French people because they there is the uh, well, they've got like to the have some English podcast.
2: Yeah, they've got to have some English coverage. That's for sure
1: at least one English coverager. That would be great. Would love. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, simu- there is also a calling simultaneously. Uh, happening. Yeah, so we have
2: four opportunities for Prism to earn living legend points.
1: Now imagine if she doesn't. Ugh. Then we'd have uh, to wait till uh, that. No. Um, or then battle-hardened Minneapolis. The thing is like,
2: I, I'm... I'm I'm confident in my skills to play against Prism. At least playing Viscera, my main boy. Um, but I just don't like playing the matchup. Just knowing, I don't want to worry about stuff. I don't want to <laughs> play a you know, non-attack action and say priority, no priority, or no Arc Light Sentinel. Okay, I just—it's <laughs> like, let me just play my turn. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's—it's um, it's, it's not like I got to play against Kanos, Hopefully.
1: Yeah, right. When all said and done, though, there are only seven events uh, that Prism could potentially Living Legend at before the next set comes out. Really? Which I didn't realize you were that close. uh, It is November. Is the next set? Wow. Um, Which I, you know, well, okay, you know what? Never mind. Okay, let me change something real quick. Sometimes I can be a little amero Uh oh, and I, I see, I
2: see.
1: There's like 70 national championships. Um
2: <laughs> There's a lot. There's probably
1: there's like 6 people going for the Denmark national championship. Um You mean 16. <laughs> Lithuania is having a national championship. That's amazing. That's baller. It has a player cap of 28. That's
2: that's awesome though. Hong Kong not regionals.
1: Bad. Oh my goodness. Ooh, does Taiwan have one? Uh yes. Yeah. 96 player cap. Uh, Thailand only 48. So that it's interesting to me. Okay, so any of those, uh, yeah, Prism's definitely gone. Uh after she, she might not be gone after pro t- after the Pro Tour, which will definitely be gone after national championship season. So r.i.p so that's why guardian i think is going to come back i've played against this newer bravo build because i don't know a lot of people are so like they're anticipating prism being ll'd so heavily that uh i haven't seen her at armories in a couple weeks and yeah true that it it seems like people are getting a step on the new meta already and uh this new bravo build i've been seeing is very nice i'm a big fan of it and then i ordered all the cards to put it together because it's really good Mm, i've got a
2: i've got a pry your mind for that info. I'm very interested.
1: Interesting. I will have to come up with a list. Um so yeah, so I don't know, Prism's going to LL. It's going to be really weird. Um I hope I hope that the new meta isn't like entirely dominated by Bravo, but if it is, the two heroes that have the best Bravo matchup in my opinion, once uh, Prism is rotated. It's going to be Rhynar and Dorinthia, and so we'll see two decks re-enter the format that haven't really been there in a while, and I think that's very cool. That's very good. I've been looking for a Rhynar and Dory comeback, you know? I'm, I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Um, I've actually seen really this really weird defensive uh, Dory? Yeah, this really weird defensive Dory deck that runs the full rainbow of shunts i love it yeah i mean i I don't know about it was really annoying to play against but i've seen the (laughs) uh i've seen
2: the the dory lists lately and they're very interesting very defensive
1: when i first started playing this game like i i know i talk about this all the time my favorite colors are green black and gold um and so like immediately i was like dory prism rhinar colors work fit aesthetic go um and so, uh, to see Dorian Reinar come back in the metagame, I, maybe I'll dust off my gold sleeves. Although I have had this one pair of matte gold dragon shields forever. Ooh. Um, and they're currently on my prism deck and I think they get retired. If prism LLs, I think I just throw them away. I think that's what happened. <laughs> no, I've had them, that them for, your,
2: for your commander decks
1: or like for your, uh, bulk sleeves, you know, they were in a Traxa deck for a really long time. Um, so, I don't know I, I had uh, sleeves get it's funny. I had
2: gold mat sleeves on my prism uh deck as well, yeah so i l lean your sleeves when the hero gets uh when the hero gets banned. <laughs> that's awesome,
1: but Which I also had gold sleeves on prism, yeah, but that's I mean, I think it just makes sense but it, I wonder if I pick up another binder, you know with magic i I separate like my modern my EDH, and standard cards by binder. Maybe it'll be time to invest in like a living legend binder. Hmm. Get get like a, a head start on the organizational process. So I mean, the the weird thing though is you put all the cards
2: exclusive to that card that character in your binder, or all the cards that made up like the winning decks.
1: I think it's just the cards that are exclusive to that character, just the prism specializations, uh, like Luminaris. Um, because I mean, they're gonna print another light illusionist. Light illusionist. They're gonna print another shadow rune blade. Like this is just. There's no. This the last thing LSS yeah. wants is dead card pools, which is part of the reason they go with a soft rotation system. So do you think?
3: Okay, so I'm
2: sorry. I was trying to collect my thought to okay. ask you this, but do you think that um, the dynasty set well, dynasty. Feast dynasty. There goes any chance uh, of LSS ever giving up anything. <laughs> will feature uh, talented young heroes with a focus on Blitz, like Crucible of War, Ooh. or talented. I don't see. I don't know if talented they're ready adult. to push. Well, I don't know if they're ready to push the envelope with like g- revisiting a talent and a class, and then trying to push new competitive meta heroes, but maybe Blitz will be a way to make these cards viable, like introducing a new uh light illusionist or a new shadow rune blade, uh just to kind of like make these card pools playable. Not that they're unplayable in Blitz, because these heroes are still legal in Blitz. Um I guess that doesn't make sense, right? Because Prism and Chain are still Blitz legal.
1: I think um maybe they, maybe I- they will push for CC. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be like an Icelander situation where they kind of are going to use these supplemental sets to try out and see how like a hero plays and then go on to release them fully. Like, I don't know. I think it would be any shadow talent needs to like interact with the banish zone and like your discard pile. And so.
2: I think Icelander was always going to be an uprising. I think that was always the plan.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe. Maybe they just needed to try her out or something real quick, but yeah, you're right. The design space is small enough. Um, I don't know. It would be pretty like rushed out. I think if they hadn't
2: had her, if they hadn't already designed cards for like Uprising for her to test and then released to Everfest. I don't know. I mean, we're talking like yeah. less than some like five less than five months to prepare the the rest of the Heroes card pool.
1: Yeah. I know we're getting the emperor and it'd be weird for the emperor to be a young hero just for flavor. reasons. It's also weird for Guinness to be a young hero. So, and we got that. I mean, real, real Guinness is like 10,000 years old. It's like a Bilbo Baggins situation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll get with that. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. I was thinking about it though. If you do print another shadow rune blade, like you can't have the, uh, soul shackle mechanic. Uh, that no, was so broken. That was I my mean, chain was broken.
2: Yeah, I guess you probably can't, or maybe like allow a the hero, or maybe, or maybe print a card, not a hero, right? May- maybe not put it on the hero ability, but maybe make a majestic or a card that generates a soul shackle. That'd be cool, right? And I also think that I, I've said probably said this before, like. Episodes or something ago, but the Shadow Rune Blade should be this A yeah. new Viscerai, absolutely
1: 100%. The um, I, the what's interesting to me though is I, I wouldn't, I don't know, just pure speculation. I really like the idea of a really defensive Shadow Rune Blade where the ability is like once per turn you can discard a card from your hands and then you can defend <laughs> with a card in your banish zone. Ooh. Maybe with some other mechanic that allows you to get like defensive reactions or something into your banish zone. I think that would be really cool. Like you're just, I don't know. Defense reaction out of banish zone? Oh my God,
2: broken. (laughs) It'd be pretty sick. (laughs) It'll cost you a card though, like you said. Yeah,
1: that's why it's fair. Yeah. Or how about you have to uh, get one uh, in there in the first place?
2: a, A three activate ability that says you may play cards out of your banish zone this turn. Or you may play one card out of your banner zone this turn.
1: Oh, and then so, you super nerf it, you give those D Reacts blood debt too. Ew. No.
2: Is a blood debt? And then another the line that says blood debt. Blood debt, blood debt. <laughs> yeah. Stacking abilities. I do think that's interesting. Like make, with make uh guy. make Guardian of the Shadow Realm playable.
1: Yeah. Whatever, whatever the card's called. The terrible uh Defense reaction. Uh, one of the one of the bulk shadow one of the various bulk Many. shadow mythics from Monarch
2: bulk mythic never 31 cents bulk <laughs> mega rare cards so bad uh, I keep thinking like it's like halfway playable but then I read it again and I'm like oh god this card's incredibly bad like oh, wow. I, I I don't know like it's just make a whole episode of talking about how bad this card is. The art's it's cool. The art's cool, but the card's just bad.
1: It's like a too friendly of a guard dog. Oh, come right through! Gosh, it is it is right up there. Yeah, come right, come right through. That's right up there. What are the other ones? It's like Shadow of Ursa and Tome of Torment. A Shadow of Urser is a good card, right? It's not terrible, but it is eighty cents. I guess what's it's the, not like in that bottom tier of like mutated. Maybe mass, I forgot what like shadow. Of Urser the shadow was. realm. Shadow blast. Uh, oh, that's what uh, you meant. Okay, I Blasmo thought you meant shadow of Urser. Shadow, of Urser. shadow of Urser is playable, but it is eighty cents. Um, what's the other one? Deep rooted evil. That card's um, playable. It is for sixteen cents. It can be yours. It, uh,
2: there's no card called Shadow of Urser. Shadow Urser? Shadow puppetry
1: uh shadow of Urser uh u r s u r yeah it's not a card shadow of Urser, yeah it is it's a it's it's a shadow rune blade action it's an attack it's got like a orange melty thing on it that's also like a oh god cage, you're right <laughs> but like a <laughs> honestly like a i never think situation.
2: of that i never call i never think of that card like called shadow verse right i don't know i just think of it as something else yeah i couldn't tell you but it looks it looks cool
1: it is cool. It's one of those various like there's so many Shadow Runeblade cards where it's just like the art is just vaguely threatening but I couldn't really tell you what's going on. Um so yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe uh guts. maybe it's time to pick up all the all the weird Shadow Runeblade cards. Um I mean, when are they ever going to be cheaper? You like $3. dollars mm-hmm. Uh there's no reason for them to ever be cheaper. The only deck they go to uh, is unplayable in classic, Instructed and bottom tier in Blitz right now. So, yeah, I don't know. That's not terrible. Maybe, maybe it's Shadow Room Blade buyout time. Um, perhaps, perhaps. Which, uh, you know, speaking of Shadow Room Blade buyout time, I guess one of the main things I wanted to talk about today, and like something that's been like uh, changing quite a bit are legendary prices right now. Um, specifically with eclipse going down to $18. Yikes. Holy shit. (laughs) I Um, mean, I, I, I'm not terribly surprised, but wow. I mean, if they ever print any other version of chain and I mean, we've seen Dory get two versions. We've seen Bravo get two versions. Like for sure. It's happening. I mean, um, just just invest in it. Just Buy a cold foil for $30 and be like... Oh my god, you know, is so that really what it's at? It's
2: like $39, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: good, good cold foil to pick up if you just have $30 you want to put on a shelf. And, I mean, we all play trading card games. Who among us hasn't put $30 on a shelf? I mean, I'm looking... <laughs> it's... <laughs>
2: shelves are a very important thing for trading card game players you need a lot of shelves
1: absolutely these are my sealed uprising blitz decks they're on a shelf they're (laughs) one day one day the blitz decks will be in demand and then who
2: will be laughing other than you upon your pile of sealed blitz decks right
1: um so yeah I I think (laughs) on your pile of seals it's like these will be worth a ton you'll see Rainbow you know, Foil I'll Young Heroes. You. Um So yeah, legendaries are real cheap right now. Um, especially if Prism hits LL, I think it's a great time to buy scab skin leathers at $39.99. They've been at that price for a while. Oh dear, that's so low. But Reinar is dangerously close to being relevant. Um just because he has such an awesome Guardian matchup, with even with all of his variants aside. Uh so I don't know. I would love to see uh, an awesome, awesome resurgence of Rhinar. You know what that means, kiddos. Go out and go buy all the rhinar cards. I'm gonna start like carrying around like acrylic like casino quality dice that are see-through, so you know there's not any bubbles in them. So that because I, people keep rolling sixes against you scab skins, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> what do you mean? It's all it's all super honest. Oh, we need no, those. No stack dice. No six stack sided, dice. sided transparent, gaming, unweighted dice. Uh, preferably ones that are have gold, have like a gold serial number stamped in them. Hey, you're missing silver palms, right? Those are not too expensive, right? Yeah, but merchant sucks. So uh, <laughs> now, silver, now I am does. missing silver palms. Unless what Matt's you- referring to is uh, my quest to get every legendary. Yes. He is on a grand quest. Slowly but surely. I mean, it's going to be a real pain uh, if they start releasing sets more frequently. <laughs> I would tap out immediately. <laughs> It'd be too much to catch up with. It's just like magic. Yeah, I was going to say, Uprising took me like a little while. Um, took me like a solid, I guess not that long. It took me like a month and a half to find the right deals on everything so we'll see i still have to pick up some other stuff uh, one of those things is stalagmite uh, the shield from everfest is down to 50 dollars this week which is insane obviously we talked earlier about oldham not being that great in this meta which is one of the reasons uh this shield is so cheap on top of starvo no longer being in the meta but at some point, they're going to print another Elemental Guardian. Like, it's just going to keep happening, and these staples will be worth something as it rotates. It's just people aren't playing them right now. And uh, I mean, $50 for a highly playable legendary that um, is one of Oldham's strongest cards. I think that's a no brainer. You
2: know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to take the under on your call here, and I'm going to say that slagmite may still dip further. Really?
1: How low do you think it can go?
2: Well, my thing is the old him right now is not playable. Like, I wouldn't, sorry. Old him right now is not favored in the meta, right? True. Um, he, he, he has the ability to perform, he's just not doing it. Um, he's the only hero that can run the shield, and it was printed in Everfest, which we know was absolutely printed into Oblivion. Yes. Um, that's the, the the term everyone loves to say. It's printed into Oblivion, but it, it was printed a lot, right? That's that's just true. Um, and eventually, at some point, they are more than likely going to release an unlimited version of RFS whenever the demand comes. Yeah.
1: from the words I mean, I kind of kinda hope they don't, if I'm being honest.
2: Well, if they never do that's that's good, but um if they do, that's also good. you know I mean, I don't know it's it's hard they to are say. supposedly releasing it next month supposedly that I think that was just a date set to quell the minds of curious individuals, but I think it was more of a let's just wait until they need it
1: yeah, that's fair. I mean, it they still on the like if you go to the actual flush and blood t c g Slash product slash, um, and you scroll down uh, under upcoming products, it says Everfest Unlimited expansion booster set November 2022, and then another standalone in Q1 of 2023. Um, so that is interesting. So, so it seems like, um,
2: Everfest Unlimited is going to be coming out in a couple months
1: next Next month. month. Next month, but yeah. what what LGS do you know that's going to order some like every LGS I've been to still has still a couple, has, yeah. at least like five, six boxes of first edition. And it hasn't slowed down the rate it's selling at. It's just Everfest is now relegated to one of those sets where people like to buy single packs here and there just to see if they get something cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not
2: sure, really. Um, I think it's like like. In the interview stated before when they had the rumph about Fab 2.0. Um, when they announced PVE, James predicted that because of the context and how PVE will be played, that players will more than ever want cards from Everfest. Right, and I think he also suggested that that would change with the release of the following sets that come out this year, including like yeah. uprising and future sets, which has been slightly true. As far as like the the need and demand for like the amulets and shit, you know, talismans and whatnot playing. Some of them some of them being played in Dromai, you know, some of them some of the cards uh play being played in like, you know, uh yeah, Iceland or whatever.
1: Potion of Deja Vu for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean that's just a big on one. Um, but I think mostly because of the P V E announcement coming. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm also going to guess that the PVE announcement will be linked to the expansion set. Yeah, that is my prediction.
1: I, I think you're 100 percent correct. I um, I don't know. it's interesting. I, so okay, so actually, while we're doing this market up, like update, and not a lot has happened uh, in the market. What um what cards do you think from Everfest are currently undervalued? Wow. Uh legendaries um, aside.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Um
3: hm. Everfest Well
2: I believe that the extended art cards are pretty undervalued, just generally speaking.
1: I agree. I think the Pulverize should be around the same price as Aether Wildfire. Same with Winds of Eternity. I think it could just be that um, really both those decks aren't in the meta right now. Yeah, it definitely has to do with
2: whether the people are playing them or not. Um, but I just think long term, like, these things were hard as shit to pull. Yeah, they really were. Like I, I opened up opened- of I never Everfest got a single. Everfest is set Devert I opened the single most of more than even Arcane Rising, which I love that set, I opened like four cases of Everfest, or more, like four and a half cases of Everfest, total, like over time, and I've only ever opened like one extended art Majestic maybe two I think I, I may have opened an extended art like Wins or something, I don't remember ever doing that before the only one I ever remember was knick-knack bric-a-brac but yeah. then the extended art uh, rares I have like mm, somewhere around like 12 or 15 of them maybe and so that's yeah. like one per box that's kind of like the average and I opened about 12 to 15 boxes
1: dang yeah, and I, I mean I saw you open a grandeur. So like I mean you I've definitely opened two hit Grangers. Yeah, you definitely hit like a lot of good stuff. Like actually I think that was like one of the first times we ever met is I saw you pull a legendary. I
2: heard <laughs> I hit a skull cap, I hit Granger in the same case. No, was it in the same case? I don't know. It I don't remember that well. <laughs> and then I opened a grandeur in my uh my my other case that came in the mail the week after.
3: Yeah nice
2: (laughs) but you know it's like it's crazy like you open fables more frequently than you do at least in my anecdotal experience than you do majestic extended arts yeah the cold foil fables currently 203 dollars
1: as low as that that's the lowest listed i believe yeah so i yeah i think you're right um i I think pulverize and winds of eternity are undervalued right now. Um, I
2: think knickknack Knack a brac's like a fucking like little slow creeper. Like this thing's going to be like when they release when they announce PVE and then it's like, oh crap, I can buy what I can do what with these coins that my teammate merchants just giving me I can
1: what or even Dude, search um, my deck
2: for all these goddamn potions. Yeah. <laughs> I knock out the, the boss, the dragon. I defeat the dragon, and I get, like, five gold. My yeah. next boss, I'm like, oh, just pay three mana to get all these potions out? Five potions of strength? I don't know. I'm just, like, you know, being exaggerative here. But I think, you know, if people are really going to love PvE and they're going to want to bling out their decks, you know, generally speaking, I think Knack Knack Bricker, like, a super cool little spec right now. It's yeah. pretty cheap. It's less than 40 bucks. Um, I don't know how much cheaper it'll ever get. It might It might get cheaper, right? It is a shitty card, generally speaking, and competitive. Um, but, we still have no idea what PvE is going to look like. And at the very least, you can be 100% sure that the hype of whatever they announce and they spoil during the PvE announcements is going to jack these prices up if not, if not permanently, briefly, and then you can make a little profit on that if you want to. But I think that uh, this card definitely is gonna definitely gonna go up.
1: Yeah, I think you're correct, especially if Same they thing with end up. up uh, yeah, I mean, all of this weird merchant stuff has to have a payoff eventually, right? Like 100%. they wouldn't keep they wouldn't keep printing this like for memes, <laughs>
2: right? Mean. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. But, uh, I, I, like I said, I think there's a lot that people aren't calculating into the future of FAB. Of course, that future is still undetermined. The game seems to be on an up trajectory, and I think that the low prices of everything just reflects like the, the demand for those specific cards and the printing of that set. It's just, you know... Okay, so, like, here's another thing, too, and I don't know how many people, like, actually paid attention to this conversation in Alpha Investments, like, video when he discussed, like, the, uh, when he discussed, like, the, uh, what was it, the special promo he was giving his, uh, patrons that that bought the kit from him, the gem keepers. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he discussed, like, alternatives to that, right? with James, because James um, was not down with uh, a discount anymore, right? Um, oh, and they discussed uh, they discussed uh, potentially per- printing unique promotional, like, cold foil equipments and stuff for those hmm. gem keepers, and then, like, alternatives for his patrons. <laughs> and oh, then Rudy was, was like, maybe we can finish the cycle of merchant equipment. Like, maybe I can do something cool like that. Like cold foil like equipment, like for merchant. Cold foil merchant chest. Shit like that. Yeah. Now I'm, that's where now, now that's where I'm like, okay, well, maybe silver palms is actually an incredibly, incredibly high IQ spec right now because you know, more time passes, it's uh gonna be it might get more expensive, I think. It's just my
1: opinion. Yeah, and I mean Cold foil cavdane is $10 right now. Are you serious? I'm going to snatch one. No, not for I do. <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs> not paying $13.
1: One of us is going to pay three
2: more dollars. <laughs> uh, actually,
1: I, PayPal, 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 <laughs> PayPal credit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think Everfest has a lot of sleepers for sure.
1: For sure. Just and give I it mean, time. I'm, I think Silver Palms is... So if we look at Crucible, right? We had all the young heroes, which includes Cavdane, Trader of Skines. And um, one of the things that, uh, that I think is interesting is every single hero got a Majestic, right? In, in the next set, which was Everfest. And mm-hmm. I think Silver Palms is the equivalent of a Majestic for Cavdane. That's true. That's true. Shiana did not, but she
2: was a legendary. She was not a hero, a rare hero.
1: Technically, Shiana got a whole bunch of specialization cards.
2: Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, she did get a bunch of cards. Right? Well, um, which of these cards is best in Shiana, I wonder? Which, which of the specializations from Everfest? Is it blood on her hands? No. That's
3: for a, Shiana? It's
2: probably not good
1: ready because you're you because you can't run um so it definitely wouldn't be for sure she like the best shiana card definitely wouldn't be blood on her hands because you can only run talish Ooh, microprocessor Um, Ooh, i don't even that's the one where you it's an item where you get to do a bunch of weird stuff yeah (laughs) do you like items and weird stuff um yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. Let's see, because there's Kayo. What? How? I don't know. I, I I don't even. Oh yeah, Benji is who I'm missing.
2: That one's spring. Uh, spring tidings, spring right? Tidings.
1: Yeah, it is spring tidings. I don't know. That is fascinating. Um, something to think about. <laughs> maybe I'll just take an L. Probably eventually, and just start specking on merchant stuff. I think that would be interesting. What do you have to lose? It's the most merchant uh, thing you could do. <laughs> what do I have to lose? Roughly sixty dollars. I feel like is what happens. Yeah,
2: we've lost. I I, I threw sixty dollars at a double masters booster pack the other day, and I lost all of it. It was all garbage. See, see if I put that sixty dollars on merchant cards. I would have worst
1: case scenario. I would, to, scenario. I would have sixty dollars like of
2: merchant cards this week on my shelf and then thirty dollars of merchant cards next month on my shelf.
1: That's true. <laughs> um so I don't know. Maybe maybe you're correct. Maybe this is a uh a significantly better investment than most other things you could grab. Huh. Interesting. Oh, I don't want to take this bait. I do know that uh the only uh, there was one other piece of market news that I want to go over, and this is very interesting to me. I well, thought there was a couple things. Oh well, I mean, yeah, there are a couple things, but there is one thing that I uh, there is one thing that I think I left off the call sheet um, or the run sheet that I want to talk about. Uh, do you know by percentage which card in Flesh and Blood has gone up the most in price this week? Or we'll say, which Majestic? Majestic has gone up the most this week?
2: Yeah, by percentage. By percentage. That's uh, minimum price being $10. Minimum price being $10. Uh,
1: Channel Lake Frigid? Uh, so Channel Lake Frigid has stabilized at 20 Uh Glistening steel blade has gone from $23 to $33 this week. Oh,
3: wow. That's a... Uh...
1: Fifty percent increase. That uh, basically something it's like a little that. less than that, but still, yeah. that is a massive leap. Wow! Um, Should have bought I mean, this those card decks. at thirty three dollars is insane. Yeah, like you could uh, probably get the dual deck for like forty five at most well, stores at this point. Now
2: who knows? But oh yeah, the decks are like forty bucks on TCG players, so I could buy like four of them right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> crack them all open. It's really interesting, uh, especially because um, you know you look through it. There's like, I mean, obviously run throughs are worth a little bit. Pack calls Here, are worth the thing a little that
2: bit. I, I don't get the price of that card, right? Like the price of that card still doesn't make sense to me. Because like, go go and look. Just just do me a favor. Go and what, look at the, the steel s- blade. Yeah. Go and look at the box set. Right, the listed box set for classic battles. Right. Yeah. Go look at all the listings and look how many copies each one has. What do you mean? Look at the listings for the deck, the dual deck. Yeah, and then look at th- all the copies each one has,
1: the quantity. Oh, you mean like like how many Bone Bashers or whatever are like? No, 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 on TCG Player. Oh, I see the what actual you're saying. sealed deck. Oh,
3: interesting.
1: Oh yeah, all these stores have a ton of
2: these. Yeah, there's a billion of these boxes out there and they're all 40 bucks. That's crazy. So what you're telling me is that I could crash this market right now if I spent a shit ton of money buying all of those decks and just cracking them open and listing glistening steel blades for $25? And look 20
3: how many... It- Look how many glistening steel blades! Bucks on each one, right? On each one, like on each one you open.
2: I mean, potentially, I'm just saying I could do that if I wanted to sell them all, right? And then the rest of the cards, you know, still make a few bucks on the rest of them and break even potentially. Yeah, that's true. I I think you wouldn't get far though selling them at like thirty dollars a piece. That's the thing it's gonna people are gonna stop buying them.
1: yeah i mean that and then uh you're really only selling you're selling your run-throughs which most people have promos of and then you're selling your pack calls so really i mean honestly it is a pretty good value with blizzing steel blade at 30 bucks uh so i don't know so um
2: like eight of them have sold in the last two days for 30 to 30 to 32 dollars yeah so, I
1: mean,
2: they're moving. They are like moving. The 30th to the 31st, about that many have sold as well.
1: Huh. Uh, I have two and I need a third. Uh, so this is very, this is very upsetting new news. new deck. a new deck. Honestly, I'll have to count how many uh, pack calls I have. And then we'll see. Uh, that could be the way to go. Um, gosh, that's fascinating to me. I mean, that card is very, 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 very good. It is insane. I will very. be disappointed if it doesn't get <laughs> reprinted in uh in Dynasty. I, I'm almost certain it will be reprinted. That's so weird. I mean, um,
2: I could just be like Devil's Advocate, buy like a ton of these decks sealed, and then just be like, they're not reprinting them. And then if they don't reprint them,
1: stocks. I mean... <laughs> That's true, though. Like, what are the odds they just jam a Dorinthia specialization card into a set that likely won't have a Dorinthia? I mean, it's a supplemental set. Who cares? It is a supplemental set. Who cares? I mean,
2: for real, though, like, there's no Kyo in Everfest. They printed Kyo specialization. That's true.
1: But there's a theme there. I mean,
2: yes, but also... They yes, but also it.
0: no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, yeah, you're 100 correct. It's
2: it's it's unlikely that they will ever reprint that card.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think you're correct. I mean, even if That's it ends up being the best, I can say is it's unlikely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That is weird. And then I mean, if we're looking at other cards with uh. Prices that are worth noting right now in terms of going up. There was a tie buyout this week where the listings went up to almost $400, uh, but none of them sold. Yeah, um, I saw that. I freaked out. I sold one
2: for like 135 like the second week of release. And then it all went up to like 400 I started like freaking out. I was like, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, really only one of them sold over 200 and it went for 240 uh since then two sucker. lightly played ones have sold for around 180. Uh it seems to have gone up about $50 in price, but it's nowhere near the extremes that we saw. Um I thought I don't know, somebody must have tried to buy this card out is all I can imagine. Mhm. And then uh just ended up taking a huge L on stocks.
2: Yeah, probably. I mean, lowest listed right now is 184 last sold about 184 um yeah you have some even cheaper ones a little bit before that like 158 yeah. 140 even like in the last week so they're they're going to keep the cards going to keep fluctuating around that 140 160 I think
1: yeah I agree I think it'll stabilize for sure um I mean, I, looking around the other things I noticed is that crown, like, I think this just has to do with Oldham becoming less and less playable, but uh first edition crown of seeds and first edition rampart of the Rams head are both. Uh, so that is cold foil. First edition of both those cards is hovering around a hundred bucks right now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, when the standard cost of most legendaries regular is a hundred bucks. Um, I think if you're looking for some sort of long term investment right now, those are amazing pickups along with stalagmite. True.
2: Very true. I I'm I'm tempted to purchase either of those things and quite a few things, but right now I have to hold back. Because I yeah, spent that's fair. some money recently. So um I will eventually try to pick up some of these cards to fill in some gaps. But uh but yeah, they're on my they're on my radar.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, I don't know. I, there's, I want to delve deeper into market data, but I'm going to have to put some tools together and see what we can come up with.
2: Yeah, we, we want to be more efficient with this uh, research, so maybe we'll have something
1: a little bit better right next week. Oh, we will. Um, really, the only other thing that happened in Flesh and Blood this week was uh, Felt Table got a massive update. I don't know if you ever practice on Felt Table. A little bit,
2: actually. I like to practice just my lines. Like, It's not really worth trying to practice gameplay because the AI doesn't actually perform like great. I mean, I've done it, but the AI doesn't actually perform the way you want it to or the way normal players would. They don't play blocks correctly. Um, They're usually programmed to try and optimize their play a specific way. Um, But I do like testing on it sometimes when I'm trying to try some new theory out.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. It's, um, it's interesting. I, it, it's interesting to me also, the new setup is very similar to Magic Arena with condensed cards. Um, and it, uh, it looks pretty good, all things yeah. considered. It's really interesting to see a Barkbone strapping with no text right above a Scabskin Leathers with no text because they kind of like go together in a weird way
2: good um i um i was hoping i'm hoping that their uh keyboard shortcuts are a little bit better in the future like their ways to pass like priorities windows are easier instead of having to click you can just press like space
3: bar or something yeah i uh
1: you know i think um i think I think they'll work on it, though. It seems that they're always adding more stuff to felt table. And it a really discord good right is now. very,
2: uh, it, the, the creator or the dev, uh, responds frequently on the discord. And if you have oh, any questions or bug issues, you can always report it. And, uh, so your Sawyer, Sawyer. I think that's the pronunciation will respond pretty quickly.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I know it's been a shorter episode because we're just waiting on uh, stuff to happen, LSS. But quite a bit has happened. Just, we went over it pretty fast. And I think that,
2: you know, we'll see the meta shift a little bit with Stubbies being banned. And we'll see uh, Fi try to uh, adapt and become a little bit more uh, reliant on the classic ninja strategy of you got to block the third attack, you know? Um so to be interesting to see also prisms close to being on our way out. So we will yeah. uh, have to hold a funeral for her whenever she finally living legend and passes on.
1: Yeah. And I also, um, if I'm being honest, I'm not proud of this, but this week I did have to Google if ninjas were real. Oh, what? why is that? I don't know. Like, I just like, you don't see like, People opening up like ninjitsu gyms. Yeah, but there's
2: a reason you don't see
1: them. Oh, it's because they're, they're, they're being stealthy? Yeah. They're being stealthy.
2: Well, that makes al- sense. You can always assume you're in a room full of ninjas.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in case you like me were wondering, yes, ninjas are rule are real. That is a real thing. Um I guess uh And I found out that like one of the signature things of being a ninja is your ability to use disguises, which I think is just great. Um, so any ninja could be disguised anywhere at all times. It turns out fi was Shiana the whole time. Oh, snap. I think that'll do it. Um, I've gone far enough into my (laughs) personal talk. (laughs) Maybe we'll talk more about it next week. Phi is Shiana. Truthers unite! Oh snap! That's gonna be a whole (laughs) freaking theory, man.
2: All right. Well, that's been it for this week's episode. Twenty episodes, we did it. Um, Now we turn twenty-one next week.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: that'll be a (laughs) sloppy episode. Um, (laughs) And hopefully, we'll have some uh, some form of uh, gameplay coming to you guys soon. In. uh, in some kind of media. We're not sure yet, but,
1: uh, that will be in the works. Absolutely. Uh, some gameplay videos. That is the future. All right. Well, it's been the pitch stack podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all next week. Good
3: night.